Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Brett Allen Show. This is super exciting today because we are turning, well, this is our 300th episode, um, and uh, I can't believe we've made it this long, but uh, we're just trucking along. Thanks to everybody uh, who listens and supports the show. And today, we have a very special guest. Um, This conversation has uh, been in the making for a while, but uh, we are here, and we are chatting with the amazingly talented uh, country icon Winona Judd, and we have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, Winona, welcome in. It's great to have you here today. Wow, I feel so like I, everyone here at the farm today. Can everyone just walk around and say hi, country icon? Because that <laughs> that is <That's>, so awesome. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, you know, it's I don't know. Is it a polarizing term? Let's be honest. It is. Uh, you know what? I I love you, and I love my fans, and I love what I do. And when I hear things like that, I have to chuckle because if you saw me right now, and you came to the farm, and you see all the animals <laughs> around me, and the poop, and the life here on the farm you you just i have a different lifestyle so when i hear that stuff it makes me feel so amazing and i want to live in that but it's not reality but gosh i love hearing it thank you well of course i mean i mean i i totally get it you know and and that's the reason i ask that is because I mean, from a fan's perspective or yes, yes, looking I on understand. the outside in or media even, mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. But then you're, I can assure you, um, <laughs> you're a good company when others have said um, they I, I was interviewing Corbin Burnson lately and I said something similar. And he's like, you know, I'll embrace it for the moment. But good mm. Lord, he's like, it's just such an odd term to hear because. It is. I mean, you know you, right? Like, you know mm-hmm. your life and the poop and the animals and everything like that. Um, so that's funny. But I, I we really do appreciate your time. Um, and uh, I want to <laughs> jump in right off the top here uh, talking about uh, Winona CBD because uh, this last year has just been kind of crazy for everybody. Mm. Um, and uh, it's just been a whirlwind. Well, the last two years, I guess. But uh, I would love to start out with the fact and just talk about what life has been like for you in the last couple of years and sort of um, being off the road and sort of how to you've had to sort of reinvent uh, the way that uh, you connect with your fans and and music and all of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is like trying to take a drink from a fire hose. Um, This is a lot. And I don't know where to begin. I'm going to think here for a second. Let me see. Where to begin? I will begin March 13th, 2020. I did a show in uh, Minneapolis and I got done with the show and I got on the bus. Business as usual. And I got to the farm and we got everything off the bus 
and put it in the closet and it sat there for a year and wow. I went into a deep, deep sadness. Um, instead of zero to 60, it was 75 to zero. Uh, my miles per hour went from 75 miles an hour since 1983 to an, a zero and I'm at home um, doing chores and I don't know, five months later, I'm still doing chores and there's no activity and there's no tour and there's no fans in the audience and there's no conversation. And I'm just walking through what most people did, which is shock, um, shock and all. I just couldn't believe it. It was the most unsettling thing to ever have to walk through. And that is the silence mm -hmm. and the silence was deafening. And I went into such a funk because I'm a people person. I was born to sing. I know that there's no doubt in my mind. I've been doing it since I was 17 years old, and I'll be 58 in May. You do the math. And <laughs> where are my people? Where are my people? And I'm desperately uh, yearning for connection, and the audience is applauding and laughing. And it's just the, the, the greatest thing in life is the live connection with people when there's a a wonderful bond there that fans have been coming to see me since they were, you know, 20 years old in 1983, 84. Remember the eighties? Come on. They I were do. so, they were so spectacular. We had cassettes and we were, country music was just, I mean, thriving and women were rocking and I just couldn't believe it. I'll be honest. I, I was in an absolute shock for five. It took me five months to realize it ain't going to happen and we're not going anywhere. And I, started to figure out what is my next move. And I started cooking. I'm doing a cookbook. That's the good news. The bad news is um, I'm home and I have nowhere to go. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I know I've talked to a lot of people, entertainers, um, you know, film people, and they all kind of were in the same spot um, and just kind of were like, this is unbelievable. Um, when you got past all of that and sort of, I guess if you ever adjusted, did, and I've talked, like I said, to others who said similar things this way, but did you ever have a moment where you're like, well, I guess if this is it, uh, this is it and I have to be okay with it? Or no. did you ever get to that place? No, okay. not at all. I think when you live like I do, um, I don't love the word hustler, but I will tell you, straight up that the ego is a hustler. That's the part sure. of us that says, um, I'm not good enough. I need to do more. And uh, it's just part of the business. Uh, absolutely not. There was a part of me that literally went into, if I have to get in the car and go to churches, I will. I think there's that piece of me just from the time I can remember of being you know, a teenager and, and doing a garden and my mom saying, don't come in until dark, um, until you get this row hoed. <laughs> it's just really part of my personality. Sure. No, not at all. There was no, I mean, I was ready to invite people to the farm at some point because it's outside and what the heck we'll do revivals. I was ready to open up the farmland uh, to fans and we still may do that. There may be a spend the day with Y at the farm and fish and do, you know, country life. But I was ready. I was ready to open up. I was ready to do a food truck. I was ready to, uh, sell chicken eggs to, you know, I, I was ready to take food. I was doing that actually. I was cooking for people. I cooked for a 94 year old woman and a beautiful Jewish man 
who I learned how to cook for. I just started to open up the, the, the portals. I just said, come on, let's, let's start business. It, it doesn't matter. I'll take food down to the, you know, local, whatever. And I'm just that way. I think that comes from being on the road for so long and knowing what people need and want and what would connect us. Wow. Well, if you, if you ever do a farm day, uh, be sure to let your team know and let me know because I would totally be there. Um, I'll bring my seven-year-old and put him to work. Oh my gosh. Uh, chores. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's into this, not to sidetrack our conversation, no, but he's good. really, go, go, go. He's really into chores these days. Um, and not necessarily for the earning part, but he just likes to do things, you know, um, there's a little girl here today and she's got on a pink girl, uh, cowgirl <laughs> hat and a pink pair of boots and she's walking around feeding the animals and she's here. And I'm telling you, we're there. The, the good news is, let me say this out of everything that happened in the pandemic, what I learned is that all things are possible. And when I say that I don't, it's not a cliche anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a Hallmark card. I'm telling you, it is a new day. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. You know, all that. I'm ready to do something so remarkably different. I've been touring for so long and we know how to do that well. Uh, Pick one thing and do it well. And I know how to do that. I want to do other things. For instance, what you just said, I want to bring 10 teenagers out to the farm because they don't know. They think that milk comes from a carton. (laughs) Um, you know, I want them to know what dirt feels like and I want them to walk on it and feel it. And I want them to sit around a a fire and make a s'more. The beauty of that is profound. So I'm ready to do life differently. And that's where the CBD came into play. Cause I'll be honest, I went into such a sadness that I thought, okay, I don't want to be on medication. I don't want to go to a doctor and get a pill. I need something to help me walk through this dark, stormy uh, time, and I figured it out. Yeah, that's fascinating. You know, I think all of us were just kind of in a in an interesting place. Um, I obviously, you know, our lifestyles are clearly different as far as like the traveling and the touring, but that's really when our show started to pick up and we were able to focus on this full time because mm-hmm. I lost my job. Um uh, and uh, because they just laid everybody off. But I think if you came out of this situation uh, with a, either a new skill set or for you, it's the CBD and just kind of wanting to do things differently and reinventing yourself. I think that's great. Now, you uh, partnered with the Nashville based company Celebrity. It's interesting. As a side note, John Schneider, he was on like right around this time last year. He has his SIBO D, which he kind of came up with. Uh, during the pandemic. Well, let's talk about yours. And um, you sort of let us in a little bit on how it came to be. But when you decided that this was something that you were going to dive into feet first, what was the process like for you when knowing it to go, okay, I want to do this mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, create this product for people to well, be able my, to use? My process is really simple. I swear to you. And I, I had a conversation with the fan recently and she said, oh, my gosh, I've had surgeries. And, you know, she went into her story and I listened to the details of what she said. I haven't had I haven't walked through life, of course, in the same way she has. But I tell you what, at the end of the day, I would fall into the bed and I would weep and I would say, God, I don't understand. Um, I don't know what's going on, uh, but I know who. And I went back to my grandmother's teaching she would always say things like that. And you grow up hearing that and you just sort of adopt it. It becomes part of your, 
you know, testimony. And I mm-hmm. just, I kept walking around Brett and I kept, I kept saying, you know what? Um, I'm desperately sad, but this is not, I mean, feelings are not reality. And I, I would walk through my mantras every day and I would do my stretching and I would breathe. And I know about all of that. I've learned a lot over the years from people. Um, but I had this one area where I couldn't quite get above a certain point. And I just felt like I was, I didn't know if it was age. It was probably everything, right? Everything combined. Age, yeah. the trauma of of just being shut down. Um, and and this is simple, and 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 most people would say, yeah, but you're Winona Judd, and and blah blah blah. And it's like, do you know what it's like to like you got fired? You said, I hate I hate hearing that. I'm so sorry. That is just yeah, like it was the ultimate. It's so unfortunate because it's like you know I want a divorce. Those those terms are just they're so life changing. And look, I went through um, unloading the bus, and that's a metaphor, kind of like you unload everything and you put it in your area and you think it's going to get redistributed. And no, 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 no. It sat there and collected dust. And I would walk in the closet. And after five months, I went, you know what? This stuff ain't going back on the bus. And I I went into a funk that was like debilitating at one point. I felt like I, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this because I'm so geared towards getting the job done and going and doing and conquering. And I just I was at home and I wasn't going, I didn't go anywhere for a year. I went somewhere for like six times and that was it. So it was such a shift that it blew my circuits. And I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I need help. Uh, Step one in the recovery process of the 12 steps is um, reaching out for help and saying, I can't do this by myself. And my life is, I need, I need somebody. And that's really painful to me because I'm such a doer. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's broke, I'll fix it. I know how to work on an engine. I've driven a tour bus before. Um, I know how to work a room of uh, people I have no, nothing in common with. I know how to communicate, but but I can't. There's nothing going on right now, and I'm not sure what to do. So you know what I started with myself, which is uh, it's painful. I yeah. had to start. I had to take a look at my life and myself and go, okay, what do I need to do to walk through this time? Because it could be a month. It could be a year. And it, and it just turned into a year and a half where, okay, like the airports, we were shut down. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, dude. It is not happening. There is no show. That is bizarre. That is like, you know, there's no sound. I can't breathe. You know, there's no oxygen in the room. This is bizarre. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I started with myself and I thought, and I started working with um, a friend of mine who had the connections. And I said, look, I got to do something because I, you know, I live, my son is a canine officer for drug interdiction. And um, I make jokes about, well, I can't exactly grow anything here because, you know, I live with a cop <laughs> and we make jokes and stuff and ha ha ha. And I can't do it anyway. It doesn't work for me. And I knew that. But what do I do? Where do I go? How do I find something that does work? And I went into a scientist um, perspective of, okay. I know what I need to do. And I'd heard about CBD from John Schneider and other people. And it's one of those things where somebody says, hey, go over to Farmer John's. He's got some eggs. You just go to the next step. And I did. And I walked it out. And step 12 was, and it is done. And we made CBD. And it changed my life. And I thought, you know what? This is something I can give to my fans. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, within the world of selling stuff, you know, everybody is. It feels like today everybody's selling something. It had to be integrity because my fans trust me and I've been in their lives since I'm 17 years old. Does that make sense? It does. 
Yeah. So yeah. I knew I had I knew I had to do it legit and I knew I had to do it in a way because my fans, I literally know their names and I can look out in the front row and say, Hey Marby, you know, how's your mom? I know these people and they're part of my family of choice. And this is not just a an a game, you know, this is life. So the CBD thing came became personal. And that's what uh, I love about it because I can be professional because I do it myself. It's not something I would give to somebody without knowing what I know about myself, which is I need help. And so it just was a really, really interesting time of starting over. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Um, and uh, I, I think it's great, too, that you, you know, and you didn't just like some could have just come up with an idea and just kind of put your name on it and then let everybody else kind of do the rest, but being involved in the individual steps and then being able to sell it, um, so to speak, or market it, you know, whether it's on social media or interviews and, and be using the product, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Instead of just kind of mm -hmm. like being disassociated with it. Well, my fans will rush me. And I promise you the first <laughs> thing they'll say to me is what the hell? And I have fans who literally do that. And I don't love it sometimes, of course, but it's like family. They're going to tell you the truth. And my fans are pretty vocal about what they like and don't like. And you know what? People are smart. We don't live in an age where you can sell anything and people are gullible and it's 1-800 on television late at night right. thing. This is, this is a remarkable time of self-discovery for so many. And I knew that. And I knew that I had to... Um, when they sent me, I would get three samples a day. Example, I would get three samples a day of something and tell me how this works. And, and I would literally like perfume. I would, I would have three things and I would, I would pick one and send it back. And we just kept doing this back and forth, back and forth down to the scent. Um, everything was detailed by me. I literally can say God is my witness that this is a product that I literally put on my body and that I walked through personally doing it. It wasn't just something that we made up in a in a lab somewhere and we put it in a package and sent it off. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, we went onto the website the other day and ordered some products. So I'm excited uh, for it to get here. I'm a huge advocate, especially with somebody who deals with oftentimes uh, debilitating anxiety. Um, yeah, thank you. Would, thank you, Brett Allen. I know it. I walk it and I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, especially, you know, co-parenting a child uh, and having to deal with a fairly amicable other person. But oftentimes when my phone rings and twitches, uh, sometimes I get a little bit anxious because I don't know um, what it's going to be. I, I joke a little bit about it. That's kind of been my. Well, you have to. You have to laugh. But, you know, I mean, their ringtone is, you know, the bewitched twinkle. So. I know when the message is coming in. Um, right. One last question here. I know we have a tight time limit here, but I want to talk no, about No, we're good. Music. We're good. Okay. I want to make sure we get it done. Okay. Well, I know you, I, from what I understand, you've also been working on some new music lately. Is that correct? Are you getting ready <gasps> yes. to put some stuff out here soon? Yes. Uh, yes. I'm assuming yes. you probably have a studio where you're at, so it's easy to. We have, uh, um, Brett, just so you know, we have everything we need. The only thing I don't have um, is, you know, a movie theater out. Sometimes we go outside, we just rode horses today and we're, we're doers and fixers and, and yeah. uh, we, we create, there's nothing I can't do here. We had to start doing shows because I said, okay, I, I'm done with this sitting around. We did shows here and we put it out and, 
it be it started a whole new you know business like you said we had to start over with something i don't know right. what i'm going to do but i know i can't sit here forever and i can't just be not useful and you're right the music is coming and what the greatest part of the pandemic for me was looking back of course you can look back and say i walked through a very dark time and what happened is i wrote a song for instance i'll give you an example i wrote a song called broken and blessed and i weep from my toenails even thinking about it because it breaks open my spirit in a way that it's so vulnerable and it's so intimate because walking through this pandemic it was like i'm desperately sad and yet i have hope because i know something is coming i live on a farm there are four seasons here we know that spring winter summer and fall is happening regardless of what you're going through right we know that something is coming and it's a knowing. I know that sounds corny, but there's a knowing in my life of having a sense of there will be a day when the sun shines again. And broken and blessed is a paradox. You know, I walk a very contradictory lifestyle. Like you said, Winona Icon. And that sounds really great. It's like, you know, a husband telling a wife, you're sexy. You know, she's, <laughs> a, she's over there mopping and she just cleaned up the baby's spit up. And she's feeling like, oh my God, Calgon, take me away. And he says, Honey, you're sexy. And she goes, huh? <laughs> it's just a thing where you think, wow, that's cool. But I just think music comes from the desperation of sadness, uh, divorce, death, people losing their jobs. Uh, country music fans, you can, you can make fun of country music all you want. We are the poetry of the common man experience. You know, we're the ones on the front lines who say um whatever you know is going on in america we're the ones singing about it right and no, i'm not saying other people aren't i'm in genres that i i just know country music is the is the pulse of america and yeah. we sing about the the common everyday crap that just feels overwhelming at times uh whether it's cbd or country music um i'm singing blues i'm singing rock i'm singing whatever i want i'll i'll be 58 in may and i've just opened up a whole can of whoop ass and um, it feels so good to be this age and go, I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm just going to go out there and sing for my toenails. So get ready because it's coming. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's excited. And uh, that's great that you uh, have new music coming. It's funny about the sexy comment. I totally, a uh, little bit of memory there of things. It's just kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, what's your Somebody called game? you sexy, Brett? <laughs> well, no, my ex or anybody likes anybody I've dated in the last few years, you know, it's kind of like, what's your end game here? You know, like, what are you up to? <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's funny. Well, people are exciting. I imagine here too. I mean, there has to be some benefit to, the mask thing in the fact when you go out in public you can put on a mask and glasses uh, nope i tried it nope no nope. people still recognize you the probably the hair uh, i guess i'm gonna have to change my hair because the hair is a signal yeah um i and also i don't know why i know you'll be shocked to hear this my mask is um all sequins so i know that's a shock and so i guess i need to get one that doesn't shimmer and shine because it draws attention and i'm so bubbly because i'll be honest when i do go out in public i'm very um Oh my gosh, you are a badass. Like this woman at the restaurant last night, she was zipping around and she was just Miss America. And I said to her, I said, you go girl. You know, and she looked at me like, woo, and it became the sisterhood, right? And I'm just really that way. You know what it is, is because I know that people are struggling to survive and, and whether it's personal, 
um, whether they don't feel pretty or they're overwhelmed with their bills or they're going through a divorce or somebody said something to them that was horrible. I'm aware of it, Brett. I'm an empath. I feel things. Always have. I was the little girl that people said, go outside. You're too much. And uh, I spent my life independently outside away from everybody. And I always felt alone and misfit. And I don't really fit in, but what do I do? And I have a guitar. And so watch me work. And I figured it out. I figured out a way to have purpose and show up and show out. And my job is to help someone feel better than they do. Um, when the show starts, I know that people in the audience have come from, what if they had a big fight with their husband and he is a jerk and he's being one and this girl is coming to the show and feeling heartbroken. I know that. I'm aware of the audience very, very, very intimately. And so my job is to help somebody feel a little bit of light. Uh, and my grandmother, it's you know her fault. She said, sometimes, honey, you're the only Bible that someone reads. And that's heavy, but it's sweet and it's doable because all I need to do is show up and wait for God to walk through the room. And when that happens, it's the greatest day for me. Yeah, I can imagine. And I, I agree with you in the fact that I think when entertainment kind of came, well, came back, you know, regardless of, you know, all the things you might have to do now to go see a live show, but just the fact that people were able to do that and go somewhere and just unplug for a couple hours and uh, mm-hmm. just not think music about is life. a healer. Music is it a is. healer. And I could feel it. I My very first show, everyone was wearing masks and I walked out and I said something, you know, and, and everyone laughed because I was bringing, you know, there's an elephant in the room. And I just said, what the hell is going on? And that's just the way I am. I'm very, very, um, I'm very vocal. I know you're shocked to hear that. Um, <laughs> but I said something to the audience that everyone was thinking is, this is so weird, but we're here. And I brought it up and I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take it one note at a time, just like one step at a time. And by the end of the show, I felt like, you know what? There's there's light in the room. And that's what I want for people and myself, whether it's the CBD or someone listening to my song. I, I had the greatest compliment, someone telling me that they literally were listening to no one else on earth back in the 90s. They wrote me a letter and said, I got um, a speeding ticket. Um, while listening to your song. And I thought that's the, one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten. And that's that's what our music does to people. It helps them get through a divorce. It helps them go, you know what? Screw it. I am not putting up with that crap anymore. If Winona can do it, I can do it. Whatever it takes, guys. It It's part of the journey. I'm not in this just for show business. That's been gone long ago. That's back in the 90s when we had uh, CDs, right? That was when I transferred from... Um, country music, you know, entertainer to artist. I'm an artist. I'm a mother. Um, I'm a fighter and I'm a lover of America and we live in the greatest country. We don't agree and that's okay. We agree to disagree. But I'll tell you one dang thing. I can sing my butt off because God gave me the the equipment to do so. And when people come to my shows, I feel like we we have a communication and a fellowship that is so deep that people come back again and again, and it it works. It's the greatest love affair of my entire life, besides my husband and children. Country music has given me an avenue to communicate to people that there is hope. And that's the greatest deposit I can give. I go to these towns, and I wake up in a different state every day, and I go out on that stage, and I say, you know what? Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare. And I think maybe it may change the atmosphere for a moment. I hope so, and I pray for that. Um, so yeah, whether it's CBD or I'm talking to a fan about their mother dying and how they played my song at the funeral, I'm in, 
I'm in it to win it and I'm here and you can count on me. I'll show up and kick ass anytime. I love it. Well, we will be sure to put a link to WinonaCBD.com in the show notes to the interview and also to your website. We're excited for the new music as well. Winona Judd, thank you uh, for your time today. I appreciate it. You are a blessing. Rock on. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.